0: Hello, Legacy Matters podcast listeners. Uh, this is Sam, of course, and I am in the studio late, just trying to get a few things done before I head home for the weekend. We wanted to reach out at the beginning of the show here and just let you know that uh, we're thinking of all of you. This coronavirus thing is very real, and uh, obviously it's got everyone everyone on edge and everyone thinking about things. Um, we we have a little backlog of shows that, that we will continue to put out at regular intervals. These shows were recorded before the coronavirus scare became what it is. And, uh, so I don't know. There there might be a few, a few things that we say in there that, you know, are kind of foolish, but I, I doubt it, but maybe we've said some silly things, probably me, uh, maybe Jim, certainly not Sarah. Um, Sarah is, uh, you know, no longer, uh, hot air ballooning or any of the other silly things that we, we suggest she's doing when she's not able to be in here. Um, but we're, we're thinking of you and we really appreciate all the support that you've given us. And we hope that you enjoy these shows and, uh, you know, cut us some slack on the, uh, topics and stuff like that, because I think our, our, future shows that we do intend to keep producing, we will obviously be uh, acknowledging our, our new reality. So thanks again, and enjoy the show, and be safe, and I hope you're all doing well. Hey everyone, happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we'll talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. All right, Z.
1: All right, here we are. Welcome to Legacy Matters. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Yep. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for all the listeners. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're so so beyond that though. We're so so beyond that. See, now you're doing it again. No, I'm not doing it. No, we are. We just pointed out we're in our hundredth and some episode. I say the same thing every time. (laughs) It's like, it's like warm milk, Jim. Right. I I get it. I know. It's
0: like very, even though I haven't had warm milk in 25 years, but my baby loves it. Yeah. She seems to think it's great.
1: Yeah, I haven't had it either. So, uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. Yep, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate all of our listeners. We appreciate we all the great comments. Even thanks. if you
0: disagree with
1: us, we appreciate you. We even appreciate the shitty comments that we get. Yeah. Stop
0: doing what you're doing. You're ruining my <laughs> right. You're ruining my day. Right. Well, turn us off then. It's but, it, okay. but it is nice. I'm not so, making
1: you listen. So, thank you. It's fine. Anyways, we are still <laughs> in February and it's looking good weather is starting to take a big turn it's I bright long range forecast it's sunny out today this weekend hitting the 40s i know like so high 40s high 40s almost yep. 50 people were out skateboarding with shorts on and it was like california <laughs> flying kites in the yep. snow flying and kites in the snow <laughs> play, play starting tennis a, on a yep Icy,
0: crusted over a tennis court. yeah saw everything. Yep. The hockey
1: rinks had a little water in them. Oh man, it was. You know that winter's coming back though. Uh, for like, it comes back for like two days. You know, we'll get a little snow and then it's full on spring.
0: But it, and doesn't it feel nice just to just to stand in the warm sunshine at like five forty five in the evening? Yeah, it like, does. Yeah. All winter, yes. like when it's hardcore winter, it's dark. at... It,
1: Like, it's 345, and
0: you're like, holy shit, where's the sun going? Why is it doing this to me?
1: Yeah, I feel kind of... Yeah, so now it's summer again. Now I'm like, wow, I'm going to live another year. It's summer again. (laughs) Well, not quite summer, but it's (laughs) February.
0: Only only, uh, people who know extreme cold would call today (laughs) summer-like. Yeah, I know. Well,
1: it looks that way from outside, because it's, you know, blue skies. And bright. Yeah, it's like the Simpsons. Yeah. You know, beginning of Simpsons with the clouds and (laughs) blue sky. (laughs) <laughs> what
0: else you got for us? Anything else? No, that's we... it.
1: No, no, wanna... We good? Yep.
0: No Sarah today.
1: No Sarah. She is in, I don't know where she is today. You know? Yeah. PBR country? It could be. course, <laughs> Sarah. I think so. She's, She's might... probably
0: in hot tea and self-care country,
1: actually. She could be. You know? Today could be that. It's Monday. Morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. All right. Okay. We have our guest. I got a scratch-off
0: came through. I'm all excited. I'll tell you later, though. Okay. Um,
1: Remember that's what deal.
0: That's what I say when we get an email back from someone who is like, oh, hey. You know, you send but out it's not pill. Dolly. All right. We're going to introduce our guest.
1: All right. Yeah. Am I doing it? Yeah. You always do it. Oh, my God. Just like I... I always say. I know. Thanks for tuning in. I know, in.
0: but it's i i it's like... It's the most nerve wracking part of the show. That's why you do it and I don't. <laughs> Between the two of us, we're terrible. I told you the Choice Pickens story. Comes in here, I don't even know he's married. Not married to my cousin, but dating my cousin. Kelly Holstein. You're our guest today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, Kelly. You said my name in.
2: correctly. Good job.
1: Thank you. I Thank you. you. Yeah, look at my face, that. it's all red. I'm like, yeah. oh, don't screw this you did up, it. You Sam. Did it. Yeah, you yeah. did a great job. As always. <laughs> in the moment, you know, it's Yeah, I know it was good. Yeah. Solid. Good. Kelly, how are you Kelly.
0: doing?
2: I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Yeah,
0: so we're meeting Good. you for the first time here. Yes. Um We've explained our format and how we, we do very little research. Um, <laughs> we'll get, we want to get into like your, your regular life and stuff, but you did remind me um, just before we started that uh, that I, I f- remember now how I came about inviting you. I saw a news article about you having taken a knee uh, during a, a football game, right? It was at the which one?
2: It was the national championship college football game. It was in New oh, Orleans. Yeah, that's I think right. It was on January thirteenth.
0: Yeah, what were you doing at the national championship
2: college football game? Well, so I am the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen Minnesota State Teacher of the Year.
0: Oh, you are? And, yeah. And do you feel like you
2: deserve that? Um, did you earn it? I mean, you can <laughs> ask bet you some did. other people. I bet you did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, I feel you like got a lot it. of people yeah. would deserve it. <laughs> right. I know, I'm sure. Uh, so, as part of our kind of duties, uh, we are also part of the national cohort of teachers of the year. Okay, and cool. so I was part of the. T- I was named in 2018 for Minnesota, but then I was part of the 2019 national cohort. We're kind of on a different schedule, That's and awesome. so what? what that means is that we get to do a whole bunch of different things, um, yeah. including. You know, we were on the field of the football game to be kind of um, promoting
0: education. I would. Assume. Yeah, 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 and and solidarity amongst teachers, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I think you know there profession. are eighty-six thousand teachers in Minnesota. Eighty-six
0: thousand in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah,
2: and so I feel you know I'm I'm trying to represent. Is that, yeah. is that high all school, of the college? All that combined? is, I think, K through twelve. K through twelve, roughly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so there's more than that when you count the colleges as well. Professor. yeah mm-hmm. yep. and
2: then when you count paras sure. and administrators yeah and then there's like a my, lot of educators
0: and then my younger sister is homeschooling her children by choice mm-hmm. and she's proud of that and they have a whole network of support mm-hmm. for that as well so mm-hmm. not yeah. to not to take away from schools i i like schools yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what uh what age do you teach
2: so i taught for 12 years high school english Okay. and the last school I was at was Takata Learning Center which is an alternative high school or an area learning center in Shakopee and I helped to open that in 2012 Okay. so I was there for seven years and then I actually left K-12 through teaching and I'm now the director of educational equity at Outfront Minnesota no we're an L- LGBTQ advocacy organization
0: awesome yeah we're one of Very the cool.
2: one of the, the biggest one in the state and then one of the biggest state organizations in the nation
0: I always get I get like a little tingle. Like, I get there. There are so many people doing it. It makes me emotionally charged when I hear like all the good things people are actually doing out in our community. So, there are a lot of good people
2: doing a lot of good things. There really are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's amazing to me. See, I'm going to (laughs) cry.
2: Can't help it. I like that. I'm a big baby. You're tender. <laughs> yeah. Good. Vulnerability is strength. Oh yeah, yeah. That,
1: that's, I say
0: that all the time.
1: Yeah. I, I say. That. I honor that. Thank you. I've yeah. known him a little too long to,
2: <laughs> to be that kind to him. <laughs> that's,
1: that's I've seen him. The at mark, his mark of worst. a true friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of what started, though. Uh, this sort of, uh, you know, it, we've got a couple different journeys here, mm-hmm. and. Well, how did you start the school? Let me backtrack Whoa. a little bit, because I why easy why I want to get back to this whole football game. Well, <laughs> let's let's do the school first, and then football. Yeah, because back to football. Yeah, okay, yep.
2: all right, we can do this. So I was actually in social services before I became a teacher, and then before that, I worked in media.
0: I'm. <laughs> then this happens. I'm going to have to call bullshit. I don't believe it. You you don't look. like... You don't look like you're over 28. Oh, I'm 46. Like, holy shit. For real? Yeah. For real. You, uh, uh, you have a very youthful appearance. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you have done so many things when you're only 28 years old? I know. No, I'm actually 46. Wow. Yeah. I didn't mean to call you out on that. No, place. that's okay. Or did I? I then don't no, know.
2: It's okay. No, when I, some of the schools I taught in, sometimes if someone was new there and they would like question like they thought i was a student yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's
0: it's right when the yeah like when the doctor comes in and you're like "Uh uh-uh
2: yeah (laughs) right (laughs) you gotta go back to high
0: school (laughs) no i'm a doctor i I was you know
2: 21 jump street i probably could (laughs) oh my not that i would want to do that you're not a narc no but
1: (laughs) they weren't narcs
2: they 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 were were trying to make schools safer
1: yeah I, I, it was a good thing. <laughs> 21 Jump Street my, was a, was a good thing. My recollection of 21 Jump Street is really poor. <laughs> Although they did
2: break the trust of people, which... Did I, they? They did, but so, yeah. in the
1: end, it always was good.
2: Yeah, was it, I th- was but Johnny I think Depp I'd have to... If I were yeah, on that, that show, I would have to tell people that I was gonna, right. Oh, yeah,
1: I couldn't lie. But then
2: I'd get in trouble with my supervisor, probably, because right. I would blow my cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd Johnny be like,
1: Depp was totally on that show. Yeah. That was, oh, that yeah, Johnny his Depp was big, on that show. That was the big thing. Like the breakout kind of thing for Johnny Depp? Yeah, everyone.
2: It Johnny work out well Depp for on Twenty One.
1: <laughs> I love Johnny Depp on Twenty One Jump Street. I was that's like, wow, yeah, it was a great show, and he always I, had a bandana. And on this too. proves
2: that I'm old enough that yes. saw this. Yeah, day. I mean, just that's just in case you were questioning I'm if I was making it up. And I oh, I'm think, older than you. Yeah,
0: and I think it was like I know, and I've got all this gray hair. <laughs> yeah, you look <laughs> like older. I don't dude. have any gray quite yet.
2: <laughs> My I'm wife walking. is nine years younger than I am, and she uh, has gray hair. Does she look young too? She does, but I look younger.
0: Yeah. So (laughs)
2: see, so it wasn't crazy
1: that I would wonder that I would question. No,
2: I get that a lot. I get that a lot. It's totally okay. All right, I'm circling it back now.
1: (laughs) You you and your eight or whatever you're doing here. (laughs) Whatever you're doing. (laughs) All right. So you were in purposefully. You were in social services. Yes. So yeah. Yeah.
2: So I start. I got my degree in communications at the University of Massachusetts in uh, Amherst, Mm -hmm. and then I worked at a CBS news affiliate for a while. I worked in uh, public access television. I worked at an independent news weekly. Um, I got into team building and managed the ropes course and team building program at the University of Iowa, and then I worked at the Emma Goldman Clinic for Women. And then I moved to Seattle and worked at a LGBTQ drop-in center for youth. Um, I worked with youth who had dropped out of high school, came back to Minnesota, worked in the field of child sexual abuse, both with victims and then people who had mm-hmm. uh, sexually offended to try to provide support um, on both, in both ways. Um, and then I got really burnt out. God, and, yes, I would yeah, imagine you know, that
1: would burn I'd you out. I started sleeping Heavy. with a
2: baseball bat next to my bed. Yeah. Uh, because when you um, spend most of your work or most of your week hearing stories uh, from people youth talking about their experiences it it makes you feel like the world is really really bad right and there and there are some things obviously in our world that are really really bad for sure um, but but when they kind of get
0: magnified yeah in those. when that's
2: all you're doing all yeah. the time and so i went back to augsburg and got my teaching license in communication arts and literature mm-hmm. and my master of arts in education no shit and then I you
0: have done (laughs) (laughs) all. wow
2: I student taught at a school and then went to a different school for a while and then the first school where I student taught they asked me to come back and apply Mm -hmm. Um, and then I ended up your original question so mm-hmm. then i had this opportunity to help open an area learning center and that's for students who are not thriving in mainstream schools for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. and it really combined my love for education with my social services background sure. and so it i just it was an amazing op- it was it was kind of scary like it's a daunting task to kind of open a school from you know nothing like we didn't we were in a strip mall in an old joanne's fabrics like we didn't have walls (laughs) or furniture we didn't have policies we didn't have students we didn't have books or curriculum uh and so to be able to be a part of that was really powerful and i got to create a nine through 12 english curriculum from scratch which is a dream um and then get to meet these students and they completely changed who i am as a human Getting to work with these extraordinary students that struggle in mainstream for, you know, lots of different reasons. Yeah. yeah. They just need a safe place. They need a safe place. And they're creative and brilliant and kind of and, uh, you know, compassionate. And, mm-hmm. and, you you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit of extra right. love and time. And, uh, and And I learned a lot more about equity by working with students who didn't thrive in mainstream mm-hmm. and learning about how to provide the needs of individual students so they got what they needed. And because of my work with students who had dropped out of high school, I knew how difficult it was to function in our society without a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. So it motivated me even more to help these students get that piece of paper uh, because it really makes a difference. But to do it in a way that they're actually learning what they need to learn so that they can you know, have options in our world. i learned...
0: Uh, I've learned lately, you know, the the real difference between equity and equality and kind of why equity is su- it's such an important thing to know the difference between equity and equality. 100%. You know? Yeah. Yep, so if you're uh, wondering out there, I, I'm not going to butcher the explanation of it here because I will, sort of, but uh, if you're wondering the difference between equity and equality, you should look it all up and do a little research on it.
2: Well, my definition of educational equity is finding out what students need academically, social emotionally, and everything in between and getting yep. it for them. And I know there are a lot of different definitions floating around, but for me that's that, that's my definition of educational equity.
0: Yeah, and I think it you know, equity and equality come up in, you know, the healthcare debate and politics and all the rest of these things. Money, you know, and, and so people think, well, you know there's a group of people out there who want to take all the money from someone and give it to someone else, and it's really not that it's mm-hmm. it's there needs to be more equity across the spectrum for people earning and possessing large sums of money. you know it should be you can you can get to better equality, but it's through equity that that happens. but anyway,
2: once someone had told me once that fair isn't equal, yeah, and it's Uh-oh. true,
0: yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be it it uh, you know over time you. If the system is disadvantaging someone, uh, then you need to write that, and then eventually that that writing of it may that whatever that uh, mechanism is that you're using to write it, eventually that may need to not exist anymore because now there is equality, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, did you grow yeah. up here?
2: I grew up in southern Minnesota.
1: In ta- okay. Whereabouts?
2: Uh, Fairmont, Minnesota, okay. a town of about twelve thousand. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah and and you've lived much of your life here in Minnesota? So I've
2: lived in Minnesota, Massachusetts, uh, Seattle, Washington, Iowa City and mm-hmm. then here again.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lived in Seattle for a little while. Did you? I, yeah, like yeah. it. it's so pretty out there. But
2: And I'm back in St. Paul now, which is
0: Yes, where you belong.
2: I love St. Paul. Do you? I know you made some sort of comment on Mars interview. Cracks. Oh, we yeah. make all jokes about St. Paul the time, Saint yeah. Paul all the time. But, <laughs> but I love St. Paul. I yeah. know.
1: It's a friendly In, rivalry. Mm-hmm. It, it's nonsense. It's what it's it utter is. nonsense. Yeah, I love St. Paul too, but, right. but it is over there. But it is on
0: this side of the river. That's mm-hmm. thanks mm-hmm. to Mayor Coleman. You know, it's this.
1: just yeah. a weird thing because it here we, uh, some either you go there or you don't, mm-hmm. and people that don't go to St. Paul are like.
0: Well, they're missing out.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're kind of
0: like
2: you. they are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: they are. I mean, it's both Minneapolis and Saint Paul have lots to offer, and mm-hmm. so do you know. right. I mean, I love Minnesota actually. It, the whole thing. Is
1: well, we love awesome. Minnesota. Don't Minnesota move here, is, though, is great. Remember, we're t- we always try and make <laughs> yeah. sure people like we, you know, want to keep it somewhat. But Saint Paul's funny because some small. people never go over there. No, it's and true. Some people in Saint Paul never. Go to, Minneapolis. to Minneapolis. You know, I live
2: so in St. Paul and work in Minneapolis, so I feel like I. Oh, a good you're. Mix. See, you're both. you're doing it. Do you yeah. take yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. public transit? Do you ever uh, take I do not. Okay, just curious. I just, I love the train. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly. okay.
1: So we'll get on to Sam's. Okay, so you find yourself at this football game. Yes. As, yes. As Teacher a, of <clears throat> Teacher of the Year. How many? Right? Of you One were of there? the teachers. Right. Well, wait. Let me ask one oh, yeah. more. So, how do you get that? How does that happen? So Are you people, nominated?
2: Yeah, people nominate folks. Mm-hmm and then when you find out that you're nominated then you can choose to fill out this portfolio Mm -hmm. and in the portfolio you have letters of reference you have what your teaching philosophy is um, like an issue that you feel passionate about and you know there's quite a bit of information that goes into this portfolio and then the portfolios are reviewed by a committee and then they select a certain amount of Uh, semi-finalists and I think in my year it was around uh, like 43 or something Mm -hmm. and then those folks are asked to make a video on a topic, and our topic was on equity, and oh, really? so then we make a video, and then they uh, select finalists from that process. And I think my year there were twelve finalists, and then you have this weekend where you go and hang out at this hotel, and you have media training, and you have an interview with the twenty-five really? people on the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and and you don't know what the questions are, so you're just you know walking <laughs> into this room. Right, it's a little daunting. Yeah, uh, and then there's a banquet and they kind of honor everyone who was a nominee, everyone who was a semi-finalist, everyone who was a finalist um, and then they announce who the teacher of the year is. And
0: you don't know going into that banquet? No,
2: you do not know.
0: We don't know that this stuff exists. You know that? No. Do you know
2: I didn't know it existed? <laughs> really? No. So when I got the nominations, I got a few of them. When, um, I asked a co I'm like, is it, what is this? Right, <laughs> like, is this is real? Is this for real? And yeah. he's like, yeah, that's real. And I was like, oh, okay. And then when I got there that weekend and they said, oh, you know, I just thought like maybe someone was named at this banquet and then that was it. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, no you do stuff like you you have speaking engagements you're part of this national cohort we're invited to meet with the president at the white house um like there's a lot of things that you're invited to do so you're and this is
0: when you start getting in trouble and
2: then a little bit and then not quite it was a year later (laughs) but then i was like oh this is like a thing like i really had no idea what it was until i kind of got in the middle of it right yeah
1: so did you go to the White House?
2: So uh, <laughs> we were invited. So and you asked how many? I think there are fifty-seven of us because it's also like Puerto Rico yep. and the DoDEA and you know yep. like um, yeah, d- different fo- you know not just the fifty states. Yeah, and. So yes, we were invited to visit with President Trump at the White House. We weren't totally sure if he was gonna be there because at one point he said he wasn't, but then right. well, your um, education, so. we knew for sure that we were yeah. <laughs> did you catch that? I did. He's well, like, no. I did. I don't
1: think Trump really yeah. much cares about education. So
2: we did know that we were meeting with Betsy DeVos. Oh that's- and like in the White House, and that there was, you know, a high probability that we would be meeting with President Trump. Um, And so I chose to not attend that. Um, I have taught my students that if you are unable to participate in a conversation that's civil and productive, that you're not really probably yep. going to get a whole lot out of it and um, and I also feel like it's important to model for my students about boundaries and both physical and emotional boundaries mm-hmm. and I I know that uh, President Trump and the folks who work with him have been very homophobic and very um, anti-LGBTQ and they're also the comments that have been made against my students and the communities my students represent, the the prejudice and the discrimination, I just couldn't implicitly support an administration that hates my kids right? and so i chose to not attend that event and instead the next day did a press conference um where i had a prepared statement and i talked about my school and my students uh and then when media folks found out that we you know about the press conference they're like why aren't you at the white house right now and that and that kind of became the story like that became of course uh the that i was you know protesting um or boycotting attending a visit with president trump and they did end up seeing him for about seven minutes he they took a picture folks stood behind him the teachers of the year and shook his hand and that was about it and and i respect that for some people that was a really big deal and yeah because the white house itself i you know the history there um just the position of being president and so i really do respect that folks had to do what was right for them totally. um and so jessica duane yes who is the kentucky uh, state teacher of the year and i were the only two who chose to not attend that event sure
1: yep which uh
0: by the way is totally your prerogative it's your right to to do that and i you know you did an excellent job so i don't want to come in after and, and sound like i'm trying to mansplain stuff because i don't, I don't want to do that but i do think like we i know we have a diverse group of listeners and i know that you know my own family i have a lot of conservative People in my family, I would say, out in rural Minnesota, and and uh, I think I, I wish people could hear, or I hope people can hear the the truth in what you're saying, which is, it's you don't have to. It doesn't sound to me like you're saying I absolutely hate this stuff, but the behavior that comes out of the person who is President Trump is. Undeniable. I mean, it's it's you can't separate the actions that he has taken from the person he is. So his, you know, when he was elected, I I encouraged people to just give him a chance to do. Though I wasn't fond of the decision of having him become president, uh, give him a chance, and he's had a chance, and he's proven time and time again that he uh, can be very vicious toward women, toward people of color, toward uh you know other communities that i personally care a lot about and i think that when when someone does that uh it's not that you wish ill upon them but but i don't have to respect even though he's the president we don't have to respect those choices that he's made so you decided not to go Mm -hmm. and i and
2: i I couldn't again i guess i mean i just couldn't show that implicit support no of course for the actions and behaviors yeah
0: i wouldn't either i mean you know, enough's enough already. Mm-hmm. Like well, I think I don't what need you to see said more. is
1: is, is uh, poignant, you know, I mean, you're you're representing well, you're in front of your students, mm-hmm. you know, you can't say something and then, you know do something
2: different mm-hmm. and well, I, I spent a lot of time talking with my students yeah. ahead of time about how they felt about it mm-hmm. um, and I just really and I think when you're teacher of the year that you're given this really unique platform mm-hmm. and for me I took the really seriously the opportunity to stand up for marginalized and oppressed humans um, and we because you know as teachers we're in the unique position to see the pain on the faces of our kids Yeah, about how these policies are affecting them And And how how the
0: words and actions mm -hmm. are affecting them.
2: And how one of my students, you know, his dad was taken from him one night, and all of a sudden he doesn't have a family. And and Mm -hmm. then the next day comes to school. Or my students who are Muslim and get harassed when they're just getting gas at the, you know, Super America. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like my LGBTQ kids that are getting beat up and harassed. Like, you know, I can't then then show support for someone who is, in my opinion, very responsible for you know, empowering and emboldening a culture and folks who are saying really hateful, horrible things and then also acting on them. And I yeah, can't had, support that.
0: No, you can't. We, we had Venus de Mars in, and I, I'll get teary again thinking about it, but Venus, I don't know if you know who Venus de Mars is, uh, trans musician. Uh, probably, what all the pretty horses? That yeah, band's been all around since horse. what the eighties. Oh, she, uh, yeah, eighties. I would guess yeah. was kind of the heyday. Eighties and nineties. I don't know, but anyway, uh, she told us that that at the grocery store, um, that people will will come up to her and tell her how disappointed they are with with the choices she's made in her life, like. Like, who the fuck does that? (laughs) Why would you do that to someone? That's not... It's So, I mean, our president is, you know, if you want to be a conservative person or, you know, have conservative values, that's fine. If you want to try and enact conservative policy, fine. But if you're a dick, you're a dick, you know, and he's just been a dick. So there you go.
2: I think for me, it's the, the outward communication through words and policies yeah. and actions that are so discriminatory and that demonstrate so much prejudice toward our oppressed and marginalized humans. Yeah. That that toward like and just humans mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: we can't do that.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
1: so So you made a big statement at that game.
2: So we found out that President Trump and his wife would be on the field with us.
1: Oh okay. Um
2: yeah. and the day before the event we had to do like a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, where we walk on the field and then you know walk off we had to practice a whole bunch of times and this right guy was really militant about it it was kind yeah. of like he was super intense but this is a big oh, yeah. i understand that this is a big game and <laughs> yep. everything has to yep. be super smooth football's a <laughs> big, big deal yeah, business it is. Business. It is. Yeah. and yep. we were in new orleans and uh, louisiana was in the game so it was just like the whole vibe of this experience was super intense okay um and But at one point he said, you know, he kind of walked us through what would happen, that President Trump and the First Lady would walk on the field and then they would march down and that this Grammy award-winning musician would sing the national anthem. And he said, you can either put your hand over your heart or not. And in my head, I thought, those aren't enough options.
1: (laughs) Right, right.
2: And that was when I started to really think about, Mm -hmm. you know, again, this this position I'm put in, this opportunity that I have to... Uh, stand up for people that not everyone gets in that same sort of way and so that night i thought about it i talked to my friends i called my wife i called our current so the the current minnesota teacher of the year jess davis um, is someone who was willing to pay a cultural tax she's a person of color and she was willing to pay that tax for me and has been to educate me as a white person about how to navigate some situations like mm. this can you explain that The cultural tax?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just language I have not heard.
2: And I think, so my understanding of it, I mean, I guess if I I apply it more to the fact that I'm LGBTQ, um, so a cultural tax is when, like you're explaining to someone who's not LGBTQ plus about that experience or about how to uh, approach something or about how to. So, like, my understanding is that sometimes uh, people of color, if a a non-person of color is asking for help with something, like, they kind of have to pay that cultural tax of taking the time to explain to them, okay, this is how you um, handle this situation.
0: All right. I want to break it down even...
2: There's probably other people that exp- could explain that better than me, but yeah, that's no, my, that's a very...
0: I, I don't mean that I want to break it down. I want to try and work it out because I think if I'm confused and, you know... You're good at this, so Yeah. I, I mean, if I'm confused, then I know other people will be too, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel he, like... He means me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's It is true, true. We've uh, known so each other a long LGBTQ time So let's use
2: LGBTQ just because yeah, th- that's easier Let's, for let's me. try and like
0: like if I were trying to explain this to my children mm-hmm. Right
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Let's try and get to that level Because I think I get what you're getting mm-hmm. at It's like it, Like let's, let's I'll put it into my own head Right so I'm a guy mm-hmm. and, and I have to explain to a woman What it's like to be a man mm-hmm. Right and there's an amount of energy that I have to put out just to get that message through. Right? And
2: I and I don't know, and I would have to look into this, I don't know if it applies to everyone or just oppressed and marginalized folks.
1: I would, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm no, not I'm, totally... I'm using
0: this analogous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just want
2: to say that I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yep.
0: I, I get that. I mean, it, eventually it does kind of apply. to Because what's true for... I, I realize we have to bring everybody up. Yeah, um, but you know what's true for one group is true for another because they're you know just being a guy like just being lumped into a you're a man so you couldn't possibly be this or that or mm-hmm. whatever like well that's a little narrow because
2: I think maybe the distinction and again I I don't hundred percent know yeah. this but like as a um, do you so you identify as male do you, what race do you identify as
0: uh, I I mean. I guess Caucasian. Okay. Uh, you know. I mean, Do you, I don't really think about it. Uh, honest, just being honest. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, my I know that my my past, like when I when I am in places, I can feel that I was maybe from here. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know I'm somewhat German, somewhat Irish, mm-hmm. and but I've grown up in Minnesota. But, but I was but p-
2: white for the most part. Yeah, yeah. 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 So as a white male, you, in my opinion. I don't think you have to pay the same exact cultural tax. Oh, of course not. Um, because I think naturally there's a lot more understanding or a lot more support or a lot more The system
0: mm-hmm. was set up Yeah. The system for, was set up to protect me us. all Yeah, up. yeah. White. The, the safety net is all mine. Maine. I right. get that. Yep. Yeah, and so I
2: think that there is a little bit of a distinction there. And yep. I'm not saying your experience doesn't matter because it hundred percent does matter. Yeah. But I just think that the you're in a really different position Absolutely. than, say, like a, a transgender woman of totally. color who, who right. has to explain to other people what it's like to be a transgender person of color, how to support transgender people of color. So then that individual has to pay that cultural tax and um, by putting the time and energy and effort into explaining to someone else.
0: I mean
1: you're paying it about right
2: now. about that experience. I am. Yeah. I <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was yeah. just yeah. gonna yeah. Well, say I was I was yeah. it was
1: just starting to seep in and I'm like, oh my God, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing it. right yeah. now. Yeah.
0: And, I'm, yeah. where, and I'm where happily... him and
1: I don't have you know, I mean, well, it's like, oh, way. you're just a no, white but, dude. But at
0: some point
1: and old. At some point there's someone
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are just middle aged white dudes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, at some point some other middle aged white dude, like myself, had to come come to people and say, "I, you know what, I'm actually, I don't identify as a middle-aged white dude. I want to be this instead. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're now having to explain their truth, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you just never know what lies behind. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so, you know, eventually equality will happen <laughs> which is equity what, equity excuse me yeah. which is what we really want you yep. know um, but anyway i i think i understand it better i've just never heard it put into mm-hmm. those Okay, so
1: that, so, yeah, so, that with, so that was so yeah. So I worked with so I worked with Jess, and yep.
2: um you know we like, and then I did more research into the history of kneeling. Mm-hmm. And, and this is
1: all like the night before, right? This is
2: all the night before. Yeah, <laughs> and um I wanted to make a really thoughtful decision. Yeah. I talked to some other people. Clearly, you're a thoughtful person. you. I mean, but
0: in the moment, like people find their way to being angry at you mm-hmm. thinking that you just what you just did this for some well, publicity right, or something right you know which no, honestly if
2: i that. just wanted a lot like the attention yeah, argument yeah. like there are a lot of other things i could have done <laughs> yes, for <totally>. positive attention <laughs> totally that would not have resulted in so many death threats so yeah. like, this was not something that Holy i chose smokes. to do I yeah your ego does it. doesn't seem like, fragile correct.
0: enough to me to want attention like, no <laughs> i don't
2: this would not be the way that i would do okay all right i want there are other things i could do okay so no, um but yeah so i so I made um, I made this decision that that yeah. felt like the right thing to do in my heart yep. um, to continue the work that so many people before me started. That you know Martin Luther King Jr. kneeled for voter rights, and you know, and then the the folks in the Olympia, Olympics yep. who, with the raised fist, and Colin Kaepernick was so courageous mm-hmm. in in bringing attention to a lot of issues, and I just felt like um to have this opportunity to stand or kneel for marginalized and oppressed people to keep the conversation going that's already started and my goal was cuz so we we sit in this hallway for about an hour before we actually go on the field yeah and i thought <laughs> if if this makes one person feel seen and, like they matter then it's worth it to me right like that was what i decided and i was texting with jess and she said i'll kneel with you in minneapolis so in her living room she kneeled with me which like God, actually made me feel, again. like made me feel really supported um and so we got on the field and we you know honored and we're waving and then uh, president trump and his wife come on the field yeah. and they were very close to us and I was the only one in that group that hadn't met him before so people are waving at him and he's waving and like you know it was like this <laughs> it's like this weird sort of situation where everyone knows each other at the party but you, you don't know the person who just walked in but everybody else right. does yes. um, and so he then he marched forward and the song started and I dropped to a knee and like my leg was shaking oh my god I can um, imagine because were... right before that as soon as he came on the field 75,000 people start <laughs> chanting USA. Right, oh, yeah. and right. you know, and I and I, it's really important to make the distinction here because I got to like leave the country, or you hate the country, or you hate U.S., you know, and a lot more angry language than that. Yeah. But I think people get confused about the difference between nationalism and patriotism, yeah, um, especially like white nationalism. Uh, in that, you know, that's I, the most I,
0: patriotic thing you can do. I, is I to love take a knee.
2: our country. I love the First Amendment. I yes. used to work at a public access television station for four years. I love free speech. I've taught journalism to students like I believe in the First Amendment so strongly and and having a peaceful protest is part of our country's history. Like that is yep. what we are supposed to be supported to do. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, but you could feel that in their chest, the the USA and um and, and the reason why I'm associating that with being probably mostly supportive of Trump is because it happened when he got on the field. Sure. Like, it didn't happen before that. So it definitely felt like there was a cause and effect um, with that intensity. Uh, and so I did have a moment where I'm like, what's going to happen to me? Like, am I going to be harmed? Uh, yeah, and But then it just felt like this is bigger than me. This isn't yeah. even... A, at that point, it wasn't even about me. Right. Like, at all. Right. Like, it was bigger than me, and... Um, well, you've
0: joined... You've joined... By doing that, and and, uh, clearly you're not in it for your own credit. I totally can see that. Uh, But you've joined the ranks of of a bunch of patriotic Americans at that point who are speaking out against something they know to be wrong. Mm -hmm. That's that's amazing.
2: I just feel like as a country, we have a lot of room to grow. We do, and we are not being respectful of all of our inhabitants. Right. Yeah. And and that really, you know, that that drove me to want to make that choice.
1: So, did anyone else know that you were going to do that, that were on the line with yes. you? Yeah. Yeah, there okay. were a
2: few of my friends in my cohort knew, mm-hmm. and there were a few people that were going to do it with me, but then chose not to, which I respect. Yeah. I mean, again, I think everyone has to communicate their beliefs in the ways that they feel comfortable doing. Yeah. And that's really, really important to me. Uh, and that's what I told folks in my cohort, and that's what yep. I felt all year. Right. You have to do what's right for you. And also, you know, there's so many different factors. I mean, we're, totally. I was supported by Education Minnesota. We're different than other states in that Education Minnesota, our union, they sponsor the Teacher of the Year program. Yeah. In a lot of states, it's the Department of Education. Okay. Um, and so Education Minnesota, from moment one, they're like, we support what you need to do. And not everybody has that. Yeah. I also have a really supportive spouse who was like, "Yep, do it," you know. And I have supportive friends, and I have, you know, my students, and then I work it out front now, and they supported me. I let my supervisor know ahead of time. Can and- we can we break it? Yeah,
0: back, bring it back to just one thing though. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're having to talk about how much support you have to just take a knee. Yeah. Like the act itself is nothing that you should you shouldn't have to build up. A lifetime of support around you to do something as simple as a, a very peaceful. Taking a knee, during a gesture. Yeah, yep. it's mm-hmm. a really tiny
2: gesture. But I mean, it's not. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but it's not in the sense that it's a big deal. It's on well, it's on national TV. Yeah, and, yes. and, and it's in um, front of the
1: president. And it's I mean, it it's, it's with the
2: president on the field, a yeah. few feet from me, and yeah. we know how things went for Colin Kaepernick. Like, yeah, right. You know, and so I think for me, like, I just really wanted to check in with the folks in my life to make sure that they were okay with it because it could affect them too
0: of course you know it, it affected <laughs> it affected
2: Takata Learning Center where I used to teach people called there with hate calls it affected mm-hmm. out front mm-hmm. it affected um you know so I just try to be really mindful yeah. of how my actions affect the people around me and then also the people
0: who called in were more mindful yeah, of how they're, I, I mean seriously so and, then, and then also
2: in the context of being sure. mindful that you know I don't want anyone who didn't choose to kneel to for anyone to give them a hard time right because they could lose their jobs they could lose their support they could lose their teacher of the year title like there's so much i just so i guess i just like to be really clear that there it's a a complicated choice and i respect kind of where what people need to do for themselves absolutely yeah
0: well um on that note yeah on that note respect and and all that we're gonna take a little break okay <laughs> we're coming back we got a lot more to talk okay. about um but yeah coffee a break. break yep all right. sure sounds okay. good you too. today's show is brought to you by the Andolan app a first of its kind digital legacy preservation app That allows you to digitally attach photos, videos, and audio recordings to the places and objects you love. Imagine hearing your grandmother's voice telling the stories of your family heirlooms. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andalyn. Available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit andalyn.app for more information.
3: Need some help with a construction project? Looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what is not? Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique remodeler, servicing residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with purpose. Visit KineticDesignBuild.com to request a consultation.
1: Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier. Visit. PackSimply.com.
3: Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant. His strong connections in the Minnesota art world give him a unique perspective on the talented pool of artists from our region. Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit jamesholmberg.com to find out more.
0: All right. Do you want to go on a wilderness adventure with me, Sam? Or maybe you know a group of kids who could benefit from an extended break from their electronics. Or maybe you just need a break from those kids. Visit earthedfound.org for more information about how to get started.
3: For information about becoming a sponsor of Legacy Matters, please visit LegacyMattersPodcast.com.
0: All right, we are back from our little break.
1: Yes. Um, Kelly, uh, I want to ask, and, and you just said this too, but like, all right and you know not that we're just on this thing but i mean the moment that you're uh, so you're standing there 70,000 people right
2: 75,000 i think
1: 75,000 <laughs> and to mention the, the five makes a difference different. i it mean it does like, yeah well, i my mean my hometown
2: let's... is 12,000 so <laughs> right. that's like half my hometown <laughs> yeah
1: 75,000 people everyone's there so you i were... mean just just can you just uh, like you said your knee was shaking i mean are you are you uh, You're like, about to fall over. At that I mean, point. are you like okay? I mean, this is gutsy. I mean, this thing—it's it, a—you know—you did it.
2: I did <laughs> and, it. And what was the
1: response? Like, I mean, like, does everybody notice or does a couple people notice? Are you on the the big screen? Like, do they pan <laughs> through the the <laughs> oh, shit, line? Yeah, she's you know, on the big well, you know what I mean. And, and and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, what? <laughs> it's like,
2: <laughs> well, so I was not on the big screen. Oh, okay. you were No, well, Are we, there we, we Are were. We were ahead of time, but not okay. not during that. Right. I don't know that a lot of people noticed while sure. it was okay. happening because sure. I think at that point. The president and the first lady had walked down the field a little bit to where yeah. the person was singing. Yep. Um, and so I think a lot of attention was probably down there. Right. Um, I did not tell any media folks ahead of time that I was going to be doing you it. Can't. Yeah. Um, you can't. Yeah. You can't really just, tell
0: anyone, right? No. I mean, very I mean, few I, people.
2: Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't want to take away from the experience of the other yeah. people in my cohort. I wanted to respect That's what they needed out of it. Right. Um, and so I didn't. I didn't tell anyone. You know, this
1: was just you by yourself you yep. cleared it with your, your the My, people that you love and yep. and people around you but this yep. is your and, own personal thing and then i told doing.
2: the the people that were directly next to me so yep. that they knew and they were really really supportive. Yeah. And um, and again like I said it wasn't it was so much it wasn't really about me. Well, yes. Yeah, it, yeah, was it wasn't about, about you. So it was so about so much your... more than that. Yes. Um I felt like I was channeling
1: Yep. something
2: mm-hmm. you know some other folks who of course. um right. have come before me yep. and will come after Sit- me. Sitting at a You know.
0: A- Counter that they're not supposed to be sitting yeah, at, or a place. So many the bus things.
2: So many. And then my students. I did it for my students. Mm-hmm, I did it for mm-hmm. my LGBTQ plus community, um, for people of color, for immigrants. For you know, there's so many people that um, are being mistreated. Mm-hmm. and not given the respect that that they deserve on a daily basis and so um you know so I I kind of was was sitting up for a little bit and then I ended up leaning over because I think my leg my leg was shaking so <laughs> yeah. much mm-hmm. um but then we left the field and a friend of mine uh shook my hand like he you know one of my cohort people like yeah. he 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 thanked me and appreciated that and and then uh, you know, we, we got to stay, sit in the stands and watch it and a few people had noticed and talked to me about it, but other than that,
1: it wasn't, yeah,
2: no, no one said anything. And, right. and, you know, I didn't, I mean, there's not a lot of shaved head lesbians at the college football <laughs> championship Yum. game. And what? so I I know, <laughs> so I was worried that I would stand out, that I would, you know, right. people would express, um, being upset and, but nothing, there was right. nothing, Good. um, It wasn't until—so then I flew back the next day, and then it was the next day that, um, you know, I talked to the Washington Post, and they got a real quick quote, and then The Hill actually did a more extensive interview, and then all of a sudden— I mean, once once the Hill and the Washington Post mm-hmm. yeah. cover something, I've now learned this because it's happened twice. Then then everybody, <laughs> right? Everybody picks it up.
1: Yeah, of course. And yeah. then yeah.
2: I think it was in almost every national yeah. publication, and and some people. And I think I only did actually four interviews. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is people just take Off things the, from sure from, yeah. from yeah. or just from other articles or mm-hmm. whatever. So okay, yeah. So the Hill, and then it blew up.
0: Yeah. The hill is like my trusted uh, kind of right-leaning source of news because I think you know just to throw that out there <laughs> I think they're relatively decent at at presenting news mm-hmm. so they picked you up and the Washington Post picked you up mm-hmm. and that made it go nuts.
2: yeah, then course. it was everywhere and then uh, a lot of people had a lot of feelings mm-hmm. yeah do people um, ascribe
0: like do they did any of the articles written kind of try and paint a picture of what you why you did that?
2: I mean, I would say most of them were pretty good at, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were maybe, you know, like I think there was a Fox one that, basically said like alleged marginalized people or something like that. I don't I don't remember the exact words but that was kind of the sentiment that it was conveyed that it was right. communicating um, but you know I would say for the most part that f- and then well and the independent reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to write about my experience and so I actually wrote an article for the independent okay um, that Look was published you. which mm-hmm. I really appreciated that yeah. I was able to talk about why I did it from my perspective yeah um, so that was a good experience that I got to plus I got to just it when you write about, th- I'm a writer, so like that helps me reflect on experiences. Right. And um, so so folks communicated with me in a variety of ways, and I got uh, <laughs> personal <laughs> messages on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, emails, and uh, phone calls to my cell phone, and texts to my cell phone, sure. and mail to must my are home. Out, though. Because that, you're a me out. that one I didn't like. The mail yeah, to my home. I wouldn't think um, so. And then I worked. with... Well, that's with, why they do it. Yeah. Yep. And they, you know, but some folks were so supportive. Like there was a 73 year old gentleman who identified as black who told me that I gave him hope. Hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, so a lot of people of color reached out with so much support. And a lot of um, LGBTQ people and a lot of educators and a lot of veterans actually reached out and thanked me. Um, That's funny
0: because I think veterans, veterans, uh, from what I understand, understand that this is your right, and that's actually one of the things they fought for, was so that you could do this?
2: And that's what a lot of veterans told me. Yeah. and, and But then there were people that were family of veterans who reached out and were like, I can't believe you did. And it's like, okay, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it's really, um, the the comments that were difficult for me were, I mean, I got 13 direct violent death threats of how they would hurt me. And oh, and so Kelly, I worked so- with a sergeant in St. Paul. But I got some of those last May, too. Sure. What did you and do so- last May that got you, though? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the not visiting with Trump. Really? Yeah.
0: That's enough? Oh, That's yeah. enough to raise people's ire to that oh, level?
2: Oh, I got so much hate mail from Listen, that.
0: Listen, I'm not going to visit with... Trump, if if asked, either. <laughs> I'll,
2: Thank I'm you right for there standing with you. and oh my god, yeah, me. I'm
0: standing with you.
2: <laughs> but they, and you know, it just really it brings up things for people, and they. Um, yeah. I feel like I have a really good sense right now of where our nation is, both extremes, mm-hmm. uh, because of those comments that I oh. got. Either the the you know a lot of support or the I think you should die and here's how you should die right. um oh, and so terrible. you know i i feel like i learned a lot about kind of where we're at and why this year is going to be so powerful uh, especially with the election and because people feel very strongly mm-hmm. about a lot of things right now
0: on- now we did have a civil war of, uh, you know 150 years I ago. Think i think i heard about that yeah it was a kind of a big deal mm-hmm. uh i think that i see a lot of stuff going on and i would be curious what you think about this, but I think that we are not as far apart. There are the extreme ends really mm-hmm. are angry. And there's, I think we've just given, we've given ourselves so many different megaphones that it feels like, like there's more anger than there actually is. It's being elevated by the, by the platforms that we've built over the last 15, 20 I
2: don't years. know. I don't know if I a hundred percent agree.
0: Yeah. It's just a,
1: just, a I think thought. there's,
2: I mean, I got probably over a thousand messages from folks that were really irate just full of rage that is more than
1: i uh, thought
2: like and then and that doesn't even count all the ones that came through out front all the ones that came to my takata learning center like i'm not even counting those yeah so like those are just ones that directly right were sent to me um and i but i do think it's a good moment to educate folks about again about the difference between patriotism and nationalism Mm -hmm. um and, but, you know, people saying that they hoped I died of cancer and like yeah, of all course. of these, like, and then oh, they would gosh. call me a lot of LGBTQ like um derogatory. derogatory yeah and not spell them right which was frustrating because as an english <laughs> gotcha. teacher i feel like they could have done can some research that, <laughs> like that even, if that you're that gonna call me a dyke can you spell it correctly God. i mean edit your hate mail i just feel like that's a good general rule of thumb is to right. edit your hate Proper mail grammar yep like just and, throw it in yeah it? exactly yeah. but i did get my first hate poem which oh, was really exciting, and I way. think moving forward, I'm going to request that people only send their hate through poetry form. <laughs> yeah, it right. takes a little extra energy to do that.
0: Right. I sort of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> I, ha- I mean, I have to have a little right. bit of humor with this because well, it that was really is. the only I mean, it way. Ma- to, like, yeah, get it makes true. me laugh. I yeah. mean, because it's like, yeah. oh my god. And I had to go through all of them because I had to look for yeah, the direct yeah. um, threats of violence. Yeah. You know, um, and St. Paul police have been great about. Helping me with that, right? Um, but it's you know I, I, that's why it's so almost humorous to me when if I get accused of doing it for attention, because I'm like, really, <laughs> <laughs> like
0: I don't <laughs> want not, this not exactly. Content. Like this
2: wasn't fun, right? <laughs> like, no. <this> isn't, right.
0: <laughs> what if you got like a, like a you know two or three page like finely crafted, really nice piece of hate mail that
2: I have gotten those. Have you mm-hmm. where
0: where someone really took the time to. Ex- Explain deeply why they're mm-hmm. so screwed I've up. I've
2: gotten quite a few of those. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Well, good for them.
2: Yeah. You know? Yep. But they did put effort into their grammar and right. their yeah. word choices and
1: yeah. that that yeah. would maybe freak me out more. The time that's <laughs> spent crafting it rather than the guy or woman or who who knows why, you know, that just, you know, scribbles something on a
2: you well, know. and then people, Geez, I hate you. people would be irate <laughs> when I would um, get rid of their their ways to contact me, and so like on Facebook, I had a few things that were public, yeah. And so people would find those and then just say horrid things. Oh, sure. And sure. so then I would make it not public, and then they would message me on Facebook and say, "I can't believe you didn't make it public. You say you're okay with free speech, but you're not allowing me." Like people are <laughs> not allowing me. Yeah, like people <laughs> to confuse <vent-tine> free <laughs> speech with like it's still not okay to discriminate right? or be right. prejudicial. Like yeah. that's illegal. Well, right. so. Well, free speech my- doesn't mean that you can do that. Like, doesn't that's mean not- you can
1: harass you, right?
2: Well, <laughs> and, and and
0: it's it's my Facebook,
2: right? I, I, it's, well, and I then they'd say you better not block me. So you know, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were, and then I'd block them, and then they'd like find my email through my website, and like there were, so there were a few folks that right. um,
1: that
0: had way too much time. But on they their had a
2: lot of time and a lot of feelings. Yeah, yeah, and I don't,
0: you know, the feelings part of it is uh, you're very decent to be acknowledging people's feelings and to and to sort of giving in the midst of this you're getting death threats you're getting you know just really terrible things said to you and and I didn't mean to make light of the largeness of the moment of -hmm. the action itself it's just that the action itself is so small Mm -hmm. you know like the, the thing you did is tiny but not tiny yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah,
1: definitely yeah, yeah. not. I mean, it's it's. I mean, that's why you. I mean, just the. Yeah, you know, I mean, you. Yeah, yeah. That's why you do it. I mean, but in
2: the historical connotation of right, is, it's
0: right, like sitting it's a, at a counter.
1: But it's a counter.
2: very Signific, peaceful, yeah, significant. That's yep. not a right. That's an act
0: anyone can sit at the
2: mm-hmm. counter, right?
0: But by doing this in this moment with skin color of the, this nature, then you're going to make a huge statement by mm-hmm. doing that, and that's what this is. Mm-hmm. So big, big, huge statement, tiny little act, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for people. So, I mean, what do we? You, I assume you didn't write anyone back. <laughs> I wouldn't expect. I, you so
2: would. I, I reply to the people who
0: were respectful. You were mean?
2: respectful. Yeah. Um, most like with support. Um, but yeah, I mean, if someone's just calling you a name and saying they want to kill right. you, like there's not really anything I can no. say that's gonna no. But I'm wondering like, have a healthy dialogue or a civil and productive exchange. Right. No,
0: not, of course yeah. not. Of course not. Um, but I'm wondering if you know if someone's listening to this and let's say they they do think that the act of kneeling on that football field is something horribly offensive for some reason, mm-hmm. right? I think we have just a tiny little opportunity right now. Mm-hmm. If you've listened this far, I think you know maybe. I'd be surprised if we have a lot of listeners who feel that way, but if, if we do, um, is there some way we can sort of explain like this is not about you, mm-hmm. you know this is not intended to enrage you right And, and I assume you would support their their same right mm-hmm. to do to make some small act. Mm-hmm. that has a larger purpose, mm-hmm. because that's America.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not okay to be prejudicial or, or show discrimination. And I think that's a really clear distinction about free speech, that people get confused about that. Right. And And in my own life, like, my father was in the Navy, served in Vietnam. Um, my grandfather was in the military, my great-uncle, my, you know, so and then a lot of my students are currently in the military or have been in the military. So I actually, I have a great deal of respect for individuals who oh. are— are, oh, absolutely um, who are serving yeah and so I think it's it's good to make that distinction. The other thing that I think people don't always realize is that Colin Kaepernick chose to kneel because a veteran said to him this is a way that you can show respect for people who have served yeah because uh, Colin used he used to sit. Uh, and, and someone reached out to him and said, Hey, can we have a conversation about this? Like that is not a respectful way to, to, um, I
1: didn't know that. I read, I read that I read the article. About, yeah. And yeah. so
2: the reason I kneeled, uh, a, a big part of that was to show respect to Absolutely. people who have served mm-hmm. in our military or who are currently serving. Um, and so I think it's important for people to realize that that is a respectful act. It is, and and I faced the flag. I looked at the flag the entire time. That's, like, you're, not, you're you know, not being no. I respect the flag. I respect our country. It's not. It's not about that. It's that we have some room to grow, and that there are some things happening that are not okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they tried to address this in the '60s and '70s with the hippies and and love and everything. But I feel like we we just need to spread a little more love around people. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like. It's like uh, when you're, you know, I'm raising kids and you work with kids. Like when a kid does something that that really gets you worked up, it really gets under your skin for some reason, uh, it's not okay to make death threats or something. Like you have to figure out what it is about that action that makes you so angry. Take a little step back from it all. Mm-hmm. Think about the reality of the situation and then be more loving. Mm-hmm. And if you And if you're not happy with the action... Sure, reach out and say, "Listen, this—you offended me by doing this. You know, I'd appreciate it if you could think about that in the future or whatever. But don't expect that every—that your own emotional needs are going to be met when there are so many other people whose needs are not being met and who you're standing up for. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and I think it's important to note too that my 26 years of working with youth." kneeling was not the only thing i've ever done like yeah, there's right. so many things You're i've right. done um and and by saying that i'm also recognizing that we have so many people that are kind of taking a metaphorical knee every day and standing Absolutely. up for people who are oppressed and marginalized and and sometimes yeah. it's in more subtle ways we might not see it mine just happened to be visible in that one moment yeah. uh, but that i have a lot of respect for all the ways that folks are standing up for other people and that that matters too
0: Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what do you do for fun?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. <know. laughs>
0: Holy crap.
1: <laughs> well, Kelly, you do a lot of stuff. I mean, I know I know that you did a TED Talk. How was that? Really? I, mean, was, I did. Yeah. Look at so, See, I do a little bit more. You know, <laughs> yeah. He's just winging it.
2: But it's fun because I get to see the surprise on your guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's like a good combination. Where did
1: you do a TED Talk?
2: Um, in New York on, the, no on the TED Talk red dot. Wow. Yeah, at, at the...
1: The real deal. The real deal. Yeah. So, (laughs) what I love is not not the make believe TED Talks (laughs) that they They do sometimes. They're not
2: make believe. They're just, uh, they're (laughs) like, they're like branches on the right, on the right. tree of TED Talk. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: but you were at the real deal. I was at the
2: tree. Yes. We're just yeah. talking
1: shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no. We don't know.
1: No, I no, know exactly what you're I, talking yeah. about. I do. Yeah. So uh, how was that? I mean, how was that experience?
2: <laughs> well, so as Teachers of the Year, we were given the opportunity to submit a TED Talk mm-hmm. um, and work with TED Ed, which is uh, kind of like a, a part of... Um, of Ted Yum. and and <laughs> that sounds kind of yeah, funny. I, know, I know I don't know no how to say yet, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, and out. so you know we were able to submit and then they chose uh, a few of us that were uh, you know allowed to have this opportunity and then we work with coaches like every other week we do coaching like they don't mess around like it has oh, sure to be um, thought out and and prepared and um, and so then. You know, being able to give the TED talk on the red dot, you know, it was it was fun because there, people from my cohort were there. We were there for a, kind of a conferency sort of thing that weekend in New Jersey. And then we went to New York to do the TED talk. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to look out and see a lot of my friends. Um, and then they had other educators from New York that I was able to talk to afterwards. So you don't um, just wing it. No. <laughs> no.
1: You do like, not
2: wing it. No, you, no, no I've never Good. seen
1: any I mean not a real TED talk and no one wings it. I mean that's no, that is a so. great no. platform. I love it like to wing it.
2: I don't, think they, just like, <laughs> I don't think that's a I'm good totally idea. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea either. I mean, you might. That's <laughs> a you, terrible you idea. You seem
1: to get away with a lot of stuff. You might. He might just be able to win. Maybe.
2: That. I think it's there be- are people who can do that. Right. I am not one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it's because I'm dumb enough to know, like, all right, but I think I'm screwing this up. Like, if you ask for forgiveness, because <laughs> yeah. you're just
1: like, honestly,
0: I didn't practice today. So is that okay? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: But this is no, a packed area. I mean, it was probably. I would imagine full, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What'd you talk
2: about? Um, So I talked about how uh, my belief is that it's not enough for educators to just be allies, that they need to be advocates too. Okay. And my TED Talk came out on the Friday before the Monday that I kneeled. Uh, And so part of my thinking on that night before was, I can't do this TED Talk And talk about how important it is to be an advocate, and then I'm given this opportunity to be an advocate and not take it. Right, I, were, I felt like that would have been really hypocritical of me. Sure, you
0: were sort of forced by the universe. Like, I mean, really, <laughs> a little bit, were, Cut a little some bit. slack here. There, there, yeah, you, there was nothing you could do about this. Everything played out.
2: It kind of did exactly
0: as the universe <laughs> yep. intended. And yep. you're like, well, I guess I'm going to a knee. Like, yeah. So, and it
2: was really depending on how you feel about guides and past lives and all that kind oh, of stuff. we but, talk about it But I'm actually, I really, I didn't used to believe in it, but I really, really do now. Yeah. And, um, you know, so when the guy told us we could put our hand over hard or not, like mm-hmm. it was that, you know, the back of your head where sometimes things are just placed in there? Yeah. Like that was where that came from, where it's yeah. like, those aren't enough options you need to kneel. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, oh, crap.
1: <laughs> yeah. The minute he said that, you're yeah. like, yeah. no, I was I, like, all leaving. right,
2: here we go.
0: Yep. Better I be prepared. I firmly believe in that stuff. And I think that you know, it's it's not like I invented it or something. So I want to just talk about this like an idiot. But I mean, I think once you start seeing that, once you start realizing yeah. it, it's unavoidable. It really is. Yeah, I've always, mm. I can remember from a very young age, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about two things, but I can remember oh, from boy. a very young age, well, my sort of my own internal definition of spirituality at some point kind of changed where I, where I can look at, there's so much around us that's so beautiful and it's people, it's nature, it's everything. You, there's beauty in kind of every little bit of all of this. And then there's so much weirdness when people are not being nice to each other and uh oddly enough i feel like like donald trump has been menacing me all my life <laughs> because i remember very early on i remember seeing him on tv with the pizza commercials was it pizza commercials
1: i remember he was in, do, he did some pizza commercials
0: i remember him uh he was out in aspen or something and it was lifestyles of the rich and famous i believe is what it was and they were interviewing and i thought like like my 6 or 8 year old self that that watched him on tv was picking up like oh that guy's not nice. I don't like that guy for some reason. He just freaked me out even way back then. Mm-hmm. So
2: when I think like I'm really cautious about that because I I do believe that every heart matters and that's been my my kind of mantra as teacher of the year. Yeah. And and I you know I do have some compassion for President Trump in that I don't always necessarily think he believes what he's saying i mean i think there's a lot of
0: i feel i feel bad for him i do a
2: little like i think that i think that he is in clear need of support and attention and affirmation um he seems wounded he seems wounded he does he seems
0: deeply wounded and
2: i'm a big believer in like how your childhood can impact you as an adult but if you haven't worked through that how it can come out sideways And I, I wouldn't, I don't really use the, I don't I do. call him a name. You can do whatever you want, but I don't, like, that's no, not, I understand. That's I not my general, um, I totally but understand. I do think that he had some childhood stuff that wounded him. Yeah. And I think that it comes out sideways. Unfortunately, it's coming out sideways on the entire country and world right now. Yeah. Um, but it is such, it demonstrates mm-hmm. the power of what can happen when you don't deal with your trauma and and how that can impact those around you, and I think it's such a very strong example of that. Um, it yeah. doesn't excuse his behavior, but no. I I do have compassion because I think he, I think he's struggling. I mean, you There's can see it attention. in how he communicates. Like he's struggling. He wants yeah. to feel like he belongs. He wants to feel yes. important. He wants to he wants to be loved. He wants to be adored. Like that comes from somewhere. Um, it does. It's coming out in a really destructive way. That's yeah. hurting a lot of people and animals in the environment, um, but but I do think his heart matters. Like that does. I, oh, I, I do like agree. I do believe that, which is why I don't really do like the name calling and that kind of stuff. And I tend to focus more on his actions I and, get it. and how those actions are yes. are just.
0: I'm not that so nice. So painful.
2: That, right. You I mean, can do whatever you want to I mean, do. <laughs> if, the worst,
0: if the worst I call him is a dick, yeah. then, then I feel pretty decent about that because he's done some really shitty things. No, he's, you know? he
2: has. His actions have been horrendous and painful yeah. and, and discriminatory and just horrible. But I don't horrible. wish death
0: on him or anything yeah. like that. I I really wish he would stop being a a figure that... Like, I can't imagine a single thing that I could tell my two boys... Like this is a guy who's doing the right thing. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to be a role model, this is he's the anti role model. Mm-hmm. To I don't want my kids growing up thinking that that's okay.
2: Well, and I think the education piece here is so important that when there's been so many allegations of sexual assault against I him, know. like having those conversations with young people about sexual assault and consent, and you know, so it I mean, really I'm not happy. Well, you know, either.
1: and you know that firsthand with working mm-hmm. with so many youth yeah mm-hmm. and that's a that's a lifelong scar. That
2: and I happens. think it, it is, and it can be, especially if an adult doesn't believe you yep. and you don't get the support that you need, like right. the, the, that really can impact you a great deal. Yep. And so I participated a year ago, um, there's an organization called Teachers Against Child Detention, and so a year ago we did a teaching against child detention.
0: Child detention. Yeah, and yeah. so a
2: year ago we met in El Paso. We did eight hours. It was um, a lot of teachers of the year across the state, and it was organized by Mandy Manning, who uh, was the National Teacher of the Year last year, and um, with some other people too. Like they helped her organize it, and we spent the whole day teaching. Mm-hmm. And like I talked about attachment disorders and how the fact that we're keeping these kids You're detained. About the and away from their parents like they will have attachment disorders that they are now going to have to deal with for the rest of their lives. I can't believe we And so we all took different topics mm-hmm. and tried to educate like this is why this is so harmful. Right. And I think that that is one of the things as teachers that we continue to try to do is try to help people understand like why the things that are we happening that. are so harmful. Right. Yeah.
0: We you know, can't continue to operate this I mean it's it's a real blight on on what we could have here as a country. We can be a lot more beautiful than this and get mm-hmm. along.
2: We, mm-hmm. it can- and, and I want to shout out the organization I work for, Um, out front Minnesota. We've been around since 1987. And it's an incredible staff of folks that are committed to making sure that Minnesota is a safe place for LGBTQ plus humans.
1: Okay. And And that's been around since 87. Since 87. Okay. Yeah. And there's three programs. There's the anti-violence
2: program. There's the educational equity program, which I'm the director of. And then there's the policy and organizing. So what policy and organizing, they do a lot of things. One of the things they're doing right now is to try to get Minnesota to pass the anti-conversion therapy bill. Um, and in fact, oh God, like I think yeah, it's going to be voted this. on next week. Um, so, what
1: exactly is that?
2: So, conversion are you familiar with conversion therapy?
1: No. So, I conversion am, yeah.
2: therapy is um, when therapists try to use a, so many different approaches to convince people that they're not LGBTQ, mm-hmm. and those approaches can, can we- be really abusive and demeaning and shaming and it's 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 it's, it's abuse it's it's basically abuse under the protection of pretending it's quote-unquote therapy yeah and, can we and go
0: through LGBTQ? yep
2: so lgbtq plus so yep. l is lesbian b is bisexual lgb
0: no i, I B just want to throw it out there so, no, so rapidly yep. and, and then t
2: is transgender yep. uh, q some people use it for questioning but most people use it for queer and then the plus uh we don't have a perfect word at this point and so the plus is to include asexual and two-spirit and pansexual and i mean that doesn't sure. there's okay. so many yep. more you yep. know
0: let me, let me take the let me take this one for the people who just don't fully understand. I'll I'll pretend to be completely ignorant of, of what all of that means. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's go through I just want to go through each one so mm-hmm. that we can hopefully build a little bit better understanding yeah, absolutely. because it's one of those it's one of those things that like for people who don't who are maybe over somewhere here, right? Mm-hmm. It like pisses them off that those that those letters even get Put together and are out there in the world, and mm-hmm. I think we need to try and do something to stop that. Yeah. So, so Ls yeah.
2: lesbians. So that's uh, people who identify as females are either sexually um, or romantically or emotionally attracted to other female people who identify as females. Okay. Um, that G one's is, easy enough. That's um, been out there. Is like the same only for people who identify as male. Okay. So. Um, so.
0: LG, so lesbian, gay.
2: Yep, and then B, uh, bisexual, is for folks who are either emotionally, physically, and or um, emotionally, physically... Romantically. And or romantically um, attracted to people based on... Uh, it could be that they're any gender; that they could be any gender identity, any gender expression. Um.
0: Right. Meaning, meaning, just the simplest form. You can be a you can be a woman, someone who identifies as a woman, mm-hmm. who is attracted to other women or mm-hmm. attracted to other men, mm-hmm. and that's your choice. And yep. it's just. Or you
2: could also be attracted to someone who's non-binary. Right.
0: Yeah. Yep. yep.
2: Um, And some people use uh, pansexual in a similar way. Um, I think that um, it's important to ask people what that means to them um, individually. It doesn't mean they have to give you an answer, but if you're confused about why they might identify as pansexual versus bisexual, technically pansexual falls under the umbrella of bisexual. um, But I think it can be different culturally uh, for folks to use different words depending on what resonates.
0: And I try and just let their people identity. have their sexuality be their own. Yeah, I'm which like, is yeah, ideal. I don't really yeah. care. Yeah, that's, you, you can that's like ideal. whoever and yep, whatever you yep. like, and I, I love you anyway. It's all good. Yep. Not anyway. That and makes those are like all like um, wrong, sexual right? orientations.
2: Yeah. And then T is uh, transgender, and that is an identity. So that's be, when. Yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I, well, I was just going to say it. that's when um, someone's gender identity is different from the sex that was assigned at birth.
0: Yeah, so their their physical their physical uh, body doesn't necessarily match their their brain the way that their brain feels they are, right? But they know who they are. Yeah, that they know who they mm-hmm. are. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I mean I I am plain dumb, you know, because I think it's important, but mm-hmm. we I mean there's science out there that that you know, I think people think that all of these things are just a choice that people
1: make like you know i know that that still exists well that's there. that goes back to what you're talking about the therapy you mm-hmm. know trying to actually yeah, you yeah like you're I mean, going to like convince someone like you got it wrong. Actually. yeah, and that,
2: exactly. that's what yeah. conversion therapy attempts right. to do, which is just, um, as you can imagine, horribly abusive. Yeah so And too. so there are 19 states that have banned it, and we're hoping that Minnesota becomes the twentieth state. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the policy and organizing team is doing a lot of work. To, to try to keep... See, I didn't even know that. To that keep that folks safe in our state. Well, it's yeah, still happening.
1: I've mm-hmm. been reading about.
2: Yes,
0: of course it is. And it's going to happen even after it's banned. It's just going to be something that... There are going to be people who will never understand or never believe that this is reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not even like... It, by denying this, you're not... You're not making it go away. It's it's for real, and it's an honest expression of people's needs and feelings, and and by denying it, you're just locking yourself in a closet saying, "I don't think the world, you know, I, none of this is real." Like it is, it is real. Well, and then
2: you're causing depression. You're causing, um, you know, I mean, the suicide right. rate for LGBTQ humans is so much higher, yeah. um, and because that to deny someone's existence is yeah,
0: to, a great.
2: horrible thing to do to them.
0: I mean, can you imagine someone trying to convince you through therapy that you don't like women the way you like women, right? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, good luck. Like, mm-hmm. our brains, the way we emote who we are, what we grew up to like, and not like that's not for anyone else to decide or have a part in,
2: really. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Q and LGBTQ, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, usually stands for queer again sometimes people use it for questioning but so queer is a tricky word yeah when when i was growing up they used to play smear the queer yeah yeah, and it wasn't a positive thing so like for me personally Uh -uh. i don't use that word but i really respect that some people do use it as a way to like take this word that's been negative Mm -hmm. and take it as their own and have it be positive it also is a lot more encompassing and can really include like anyone from the LGBTQ community can be included in that word. Um, And so I completely understand and respect people's choice to use that word. I personally, for me, it doesn't fit.
0: So when you were a kid, I think I was maybe just too literal or something like, uh, like I didn't know that queer, I didn't know that queer meant like the homosexual or something, right? When, when the kids would play smear the queer, Mm -hmm. I think I maybe looked it up and saw that queer just like the, the dictionary definition is something like different. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Like I think that's the the definition of queer is to be.
1: I've never looked up the definition, but I remember I. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. When it when was, I was a not. Kid, I was... It, that. That but was not a it good was a thing. Bad thing. Oh yeah, it yeah. was a bad thing. I didn't yeah. know that as a kid. I knew it as I got older. But mm-hmm. when I was really young, yeah. I, I did which is not really know it. weird to think about now. Like I think I, I... just
2: knew it was bad. Yeah, sure. And yeah. then as you get older and realize. What and it and means, once you get that... older,
1: and then it's like, yeah. wow, yeah, that's a weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So it's an adjective,
0: strange or odd, right? You know. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: But then the denotation, obviously. Oh, yeah, clearly. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I, no, <laughs> right. no, no, It I shifted
2: dramatically. Yeah, I grew yeah. up sure. in Elk
0: River. We talk about it all the time. They, I mean, using the idea that someone was a homosexual was a weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was something you, For sure. you
2: could mean, use against them. Oh, yeah, terrible. Or even if they were perceived to be. Oh, I right. Mean, even, if you, even if they're not right. perceived to be and you yep. just need a put down. Yeah, yep.
0: even if you knew differently, mm-hmm. right. you know, uh, that was a way you could you could marginalize someone mm-hmm. almost out of existence at, in high school mm-hmm. if you wanted to mm-hmm. by pushing sure. that narrative. Yeah, it is forward. a
2: weaponized. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah, and, and I know I know I've got you know my twelve and ten year old, and uh, it's not weaponized in that way anymore, for the most part. Not not in their school anyway, mm-hmm. um, which I think is lovely.
2: I think it, it depends on yeah it, where folks are at. It right. does. Mm-hmm. It does.
0: But I know, and I just am amazed that. Uh, you know, my 12 year old can point around the classroom and be like, no, this person's gay and that one's <laughs> lesbian. And, you know, and he's like, that's just what it is. Like, that was not the way it was when I was a kid. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. No honesty like that.
1: No, so, it, it was not. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's, it's a relief really to see the changing. I know there's a lot more change that needs to happen and that's gotta, it's gotta get out there more broadly and we can do a lot better. Mm-hmm. But to see some of that change incrementally. It's, it's getting definitely better, changing, yeah, mm-hmm. for
2: sure. It is. And I think that younger people seem to have an easier time with making that adjustment sometimes. Um, I think that it can be more difficult sometimes for adults to make that transition. But there are so many people that are willing to try and and want to be supportive. One of my jobs as director of educational equity is to travel around the state and work with schools and to work with educators and administrators and school board members on how to be more LGBTQ plus inclusive, Uh, and then just how to do educational equity in general, because once you have that skill set, you can apply it to everyone and being respectful of the intersectional natures of our students and so they're not just one thing that seems like there are a lot of things yeah
1: that
0: seems like exactly the right thing to do to
1: to just
2: because i don't so think you're
1: traveling around minnesota mm-hmm. then too mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah, yeah. i don't know there's yeah. some Most really people... good folks that yeah
2: that just need some support right you know yeah, yeah. and really want to support our students
1: yeah they just need to have it broke down sort Mm -hmm. of yeah so i've spent a lot of
0: time up in bemidji and stuff you know and and, like i know kind of the stereotypical you know racist redneck or something right
1: that's they're not all that now you're stereotyping that no i'm just saying i know that you know
0: this is what people think there's either like you're either you're either a hippie and all-inclusive or you're Just a racist, redneck idiot or something. But there's nothing in between. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. it's just not, it's generally not true. Um, Turns out most people, given a chance, really do want to be nice to most other people.
2: And I think, you know, and I think in Minnesota in particular that... We're at a time now where people are trying to figure this out yeah. and, and where they stand in Marshall, Minnesota, right now. Do you know about this? No. Um, so, the principal created an inclusive space in the cafeteria and put up 20 flags of different nationalities and different identities, including a rainbow flag. Right. And so, now some residents in Marshall are threatening to sue the school board. Oh. <laughs> um, and, it, but it, you know, it, yeah. it, it's like, but you can't, like, he, it, he's just saying that like he's just celebrating he's he's just like you're celebrating <laughs> totally all these other right. nationalities yep. um but people feel and this is where it gets tricky and it comes back to what we talked about before they feel like it's hurting their constitutional right mm. because they don't agree with it but i think where the misunderstanding comes from is it's not about a green or not a green it's about like you can't actively discriminate or prejudice like show prejudice right toward people from protected classes like yep. so it's but it's tricky and it's bringing up a lot of feelings and a lot of confusion and a lot of um, trying to figure out that clarity of, yeah. you know, of where that is but i'm really proud of the principal and well and the it's taken a huge for, you
1: know that's taken a risk that's it is taking a out. risk and it it's communicates to your
2: lgbtq students that they matter that yep. you see them that right. they have a right to exist and that's the only way that we're going to decrease the the suicide rate that's the only yeah. way that we're going to make sure that LGBTQ educators and students feel like they matter is if people who who aren't LGBTQ are also standing up for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's the you know, it's the role of whether it's our government or our educators or our school systems, it's the role of the people who know better to protect the marginalized people you know not to create more of a system that keeps them marginalized Mm -hmm. so like it's not being unfair to anyone to say hey you know there's 95 out of 100 of you feel this way but that means we have an obligation now to protect the other five Mm -hmm. because otherwise people get lynched and Uh, or commit suicide. No, it's true. I mean, it it leads to really bad things when we don't protect our marginalized citizens. Mm -hmm, I agree. Right.
1: Oh, man. This was... uh, I'm I'm getting emotional again. Uh, I wanted to go back to what you do for fun, Kelly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I, um, I watch and, The Bachelor, oh, uh, which is very surprising to most people in my life. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm surprised.
2: But then I also listen to a podcast that's from The Huff Post. That's a feminist podcast about The Bachelor, where oh, they yeah, break down all do. the ways that it like breaks down. the Oh yeah. my gosh, I love fails. it! Now, yeah, I love it. Getting
1: yeah. into what we should think of you, right? Like, <laughs> no, that's an interesting. But th- but that goes right back to you. I mean, that's an interesting sort of um, duality there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're getting a little bit of both.
0: Uh, both, bit uh, of both. Well, you are clearly, uh, you know, you were meant to come in and be on our show and talk to us. Thank like. you for
2: inviting me, <laughs>
1: Kelly. I mean, you, do, you are definitely doing a lot, and you and are. thank you for everything you are doing. Thank you for representing. Yeah, for, and being a people. part of our community, and yeah,
0: doing great things for kids. Like,
1: yeah, I love it. Thank you. It's, it's a lot. It's really yeah,
0: good. I hope. Uh, I hope if you're listening in small towns, I hope you. Uh, maybe not small towns i shouldn't say that if you're listening and and you have questions about any of this you should you should consider putting together a a place for to have a meeting just to talk about it because the the solution to the problem is more communication about
2: and education yeah, it is about
0: the yeah the meaning behind all of this mm-hmm. and why why do people care so much about mm-hmm. This just the same as we need to know, you know, why it's such a big deal that you kneel on the field. We need to know. We have all these yeah. things. We just have to talk about it.
2: When I think there's a lot of fear yeah. around, uh, people are confused about LGBTQ folks. And, I think so too. And when you're afraid, that can lead to. Well, you feel threatened some, then. Yeah, that can yeah. lead to some actions that maybe are unkind or some words that are unkind. And and so yeah. if we can be patient and compassionate and and help decrease that fear with education. I yeah. think that that can really help some folks out.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I can throw out my own thoughts on this, right? I'm not in any way afraid of of the reality of other people's different sexuality. None of that is bothersome to me in any way. Uh, what I am afraid of is putting my foot in my mouth when I talk to people who mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with. And that fear alone sometimes causes a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Because here I am not right. knowing if that's I, a good point you know not yeah i'm like shit i don't know if i should maybe i shouldn't go be friends with this person of color or this person whose sexuality is different or whatever because i don't have the right language and i'm gonna offend and that's an uncomfortable situation to be in so i'm just gonna avoid it
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and i hate that part of it mm-hmm. because
2: and i think for me I've learned so much from this kneeling thing in a lot of ways. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've learned is that I need to step up my work around anti-racist work. Um, Because I think what you just said is such a good example. Like, you're afraid you might do it wrong. You're afraid you might hurt someone. You're afraid. But I think as white people, if we're not supporting and standing with and lifting up.
0: 100%.
2: Um, it's not fair to expect people of color to have to do all the work. And for me, I equate that to as someone who is a gender nonconforming lesbian, I need cisgendered people and straight people. Like, I need that support. We all need each other. I need people to stand with me, to advocate with me. Like, we can't expect LGBTQ people to do all the work. And so, to me, it feels very similar. Uh, And I might make mistakes, and I do make mistakes, but as long as I'm willing to own those and try to grow and improve and educate myself and ask questions and, um, you know, challenge my own stuff and and own my own stuff, uh, I think that if we can all do that, that it would actually really help help out a lot of folks well
1: that's that's a big thing I mean we talk about this I mean it's just and with our guests I mean it's always about just asking questions like this Kelly has been great I mean I'm I am very interested I mean I've learned a lot about just even taking a knee Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and what that means and what it means to you Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah and to me it it feels a lot like um, like there isn't it's like learning a language, and it's very much like learning a language. Like if I have to learn a different language to be able to understand a community, um, there's only so far I can get reading books. I, I have to actually immerse yeah, myself in that. You have to actually, it's like, yeah. immersing yourself in a different culture in a different language brings about a you know much more rapid understanding, full understanding of the language itself and the community and the culture. And if you like. I feel like we just need to immerse ourselves in each other's communities often enough so that we can actually Mm -hmm. communicate back and and decrease
2: our defensiveness, right? And be really willing to listen and learn. And yeah, yeah.
1: Ah, man. All right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. All right, so so much for being in
1: here. If anyone, this also gives you an opportunity. If there's anything to promote, you know, so Mm -hmm. people can find things. I mean, obviously, some people have found a lot of things. (laughs) So you don't need. But, no um, so if you go to
2: if you go to outfront yep. um, there are a lot of resources there. Great. Um, you can also make requests for training there. You can um, you know let us know if you want to volunteer, um, if you want to donate, and and help us be able to do our work. Um, there are a lot of things that that we need to be able to help Minnesotans.
1: Okay,
0: great, great, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Kelly.
2: All right, bye.
1: Bye.